all this is Jerry Dugan. Jerry, current X-Men writer, writer of the epic, prolific Deadpool run with Brian Posehn. You need no introduction, even though I just did. Thank you so much for being on the AAPT Comics Podcast. Hey, thank you very much for having me, and uh, and happy birthday to you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. As of this airtime, there are 11 more days for Timing Luck, your Kickstarter a photo book. It's epic. I am a backer. I immediately backed it that oh, first thanks. day, too. I recommend other people do. It, you know, you're featuring scenes in Hollywood, which is so cool. Everyone wants that, like, insider look. You got from behind, behind the scenes in comics... And then also uh, street photography and stuff like that, which is so cool. How many years of your work is in this one book? I I, I mean, the, the photographs really are heavily skewed from 2010 to 2020. But really, the story is from about 2000 to, to 2020 or so. And it actually goes back further. It's a, it ended up being a little bit more of an autobiography than I oh, probably thought that I was going to um, ever tell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I really do go back to the beginning. My, my father um, was drafted into Nam, and while, when he was over there, he um, bought a camera off somebody that was trying to turn the camera into 50 bucks to go on R&R. Huh, and uh-huh. he shot a little bit with the camera over there, but I shot probably more with it in the oh, year wow. that followed. And so that was my my first camera was an analog, um, was a film camera that I was very lucky, very privileged in Ridgewood, New Jersey to have a dark room in, in junior high. And so that, that ended up scratching this itch that I had that I, I fell in love with comics. Um, my folks were commuters and they would br- buy themselves a paper and buy me a comic and then and then come home and I would read them both and that's sort of where Deadpool the Deadpool energy came from was reading you know 80s Marvel and then also reading the tabloids like Headless Body found in Topless Bar I didn't I'm not sure I was supposed to be reading the tabloids but I was (laughs) but um I've always wanted to draw and I never could I, I knew I didn't have the talent for that but but the camera ended up you know filling that that hole in me that that needed you know to make um striking images or what i hope were striking images and uh when analog was was optioned for to be a feature um i think it was 2016 i might have that wrong but that's when i upgraded i had a fuji flat lens so it was a, a fixed lens 35 millimeter a bunch of the book is is with that. It's that's a great camera, but I upgraded to a, a Leica, and so I have a Leica glass for m- much of the basically the back third of the book. Anyway, is is shot with that, and oh, and as you said, yeah, it's 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 portraits, um, it's candids, and then um, you know again, uh, living the privileged life I, I get invited to comic cons around the world and you never want to hang out in a hotel room when you go to a new city so I, I would walk around and shoot sometimes I knew what I was doing and had an agenda most of the time I'm I'm sort of wandering about and and seeing what I can get um but yeah had a, a great time and then I, I think the book only exists because of the pandemic you know stopped um moving there were no more comic cons there was really nothing to shoot um and it forced me to look backwards at what i'd shot over the years and i did come away with photos that i ended up being proud of um 
you know, and, and I didn't want to leave it to my son someday who, um, you know, he, he can have his own judgment on all this stuff, but like, mm -hmm. I know who those people were, I knew what was happening with those stories. I, I'd rather leave him the book than I would leave him, you know, a, a, you know, a couple of terabytes of photos to go through with no content for anything. Sure. Sure. Um, so I did some writing. I, 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 um, you know, there, there are some essays in there and, uh, some, some photos, um, for comics fans, I, I expand on a little bit, um, like the, like going to the pub after, um, a retreat when oh, cool. planet size X-Men was ratified. And then the what ifs that came out of that, you know, are right there in front of you, you know, Al and, and Jonathan and Chip and I are talking about, sword and x-men red and and al we just knew that al was going to go crush that stuff and of course he did history in the making right there you, you snapped it <laughs> it's neat you know like uh, i get to you know i've forest gumped into some interesting rooms mm. and then i was uh, a fly on the wall uh for some of them my my goal always is hopefully if you know that i'm shooting you don't like feel that I'm shooting or you're right. shooting the both cameras, the Fuji and the Leica were very quiet. They're perfect street cameras. Mm -hmm. The 35 is a little bit more how we actually, I think, see the world through our eyes. The mm -hmm. 28 is a little bit wider. Um, but that's why it was such a good street camera to take to Tokyo and Los Angeles and it gets the interesting thing about the back end of the book, especially is I think as I improve as a photographer, there's Tokyo looks a way that I've never seen it. And that mm. was largely abandoned because of a category five typhoon that hit while I was oh. first arriving. Right. And so largely empty. Yeah. And then LA plays, you know, I broke, I guess I'm not proud of this, but I certainly was playing it very carefully. I was in an N95, but I broke quarantine to photograph Los Angeles and oh. very much felt like I was um, in the Omega Man. You know, I'd right. never, you could you could take Los Feliz for anyone that, that knows that street at about 80, 90 miles an hour. I did not, but, <laughs> and, not and not see another car. Um, yeah. it, you know, just again, a, a really um, unique moment um, to, to be able to, um, photograph those, you know, m mega cities, right? Like mm -hmm. they, there are more people that live there than in many States and, and everyone right. was hiding away from me. They, they all got out of my way. Something that is so intriguing to me about timing luck. It, it, it's a, it's a personal selfish reason, but I was really into photography too. Did the whole black room scene and, mm. and, and was doing photography for a few years and then eventually found writing, which is, why I do AIPT and I find it so much fun to do criticism and stuff like that. But, you know, seeing you, this, this person who's obviously been taking photos your whole life and, and, but then also reaching incredible heights with writing and then going back to photography is something I almost envy. Uh, is there a different itch that photography scratches now that you've done so much uh, writing in the comics realm? It's interesting. You know, um, on the one hand, I say that, I, I would say that, um, you know, it's photography is just something that I can do myself, but, uh. that, but that's not really true because, you know, as you know, as a, as a photographer, you're always collaborating with your subject. 
mm. whether they know it or not, and the light and the, the 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 settings on the camera and your eye and and so it it very much is um something that you for stuff that I do anyway, you yeah. can't really um manage it, right? You mm. can't like ask uh someone on the subway to do what they were just doing. <laughs> right. Um, it has to be candid. It has to be or candid. Or it's not real. Yeah. And and so um, you know, that is how they are similar. You know, mm. I'm collaborating with colorists and and wonderful artists and editors and you know, sometimes senior leadership at, at these companies. And and you know, it's always uh, I'm always just a part of either of those things. Um, and I, I don't know um, exactly, you know, how I um, fell in, in love with it. I just, it just happened. Um, right. You know, I, I have some of my early pictures, but, but I actually really regret, um, you know, a bunch of the stuff that I shot in Boston at Emerson College just seems to be lost to time. Oh, no. Um, beautiful, beautiful area. Yeah, it was a beautiful area. It was obviously Boston shoots really well. I think even if the pictures were not, um, you know, like something I'd put into a photo book, I would still want them. I'd still want to see right. them. Um, and, you know, that's the danger, obviously. That was all physical media. The, those were prints that was negatives from a dark room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I, I um, am grateful for the pandemic in that way that I was actually finding material that I was convinced was properly backed up, even from recent years, and mm -hmm. realizing, oh, no, that was on my 2015 MacBook Pro, which doesn't exist anymore. It <laughs> right. was, it was I, didn't, I didn't have Dropbox yet, but I still had the time machine from that. So mm. there was a lot of material that oh, I was nice. doing, um, you know, that that ended up, um, I, th I think now, Knockwood being saved both locally in a time machine and up in a Dropbox. But I, I don't know what to say. Like, I just, I really like going out there and shooting. Most people don't yeah. notice. I especially get a kick out of it when I'm out, uh, out and about, and and I, someone does notice me. Mm. Uh, they always very few sort of immediate smiles. Everyone seems to assume the worst. <laughs> You're a creep or something. Yeah, like uh... I, I, you know, I I don't know, man. Maybe street photography is a lost art now. Um, everyone, right? I'll tell you though, the reason I do feel invisible out there in streets on subways and uh, uh you know everyone is looking down there's oh, sure. on their phones everyone's on the phone and you it's almost difficult to go out there and go what's an interesting mm. photo that i can take where someone's not looking at their phone right i was always interested in shooting nature for some reason but over time sure. it gets it gets a little like stale you want to get a person in there to add that human element i also mm -hmm. I kind of think it's sad. Like dark rooms are so rare now, right? Like that experience of using the chemicals, the multiple chemicals and getting that right on top of everything else is such an interesting part of photography. That's kind of lost. I, I, I completely agree. And the other, the other reason that I miss the early work um, that is evidently lost is that there was always a cost associated with every, mm. <laughs> every shot, everything that right. I took, whether it was crap or not, I was willing to go, well, this is one of 12 shots I have or one of 18 shots or 
maybe it's a roll of 24. It's mm -hmm. worth taking that exposure and swinging and missing or better yet, swinging and hitting. And then obviously the stuff that you want to pursue is, you know, you basically, it's an investment, right? You go into the dark, right. you come out with the images and then go, geez, am I going to print this stuff? And what's that worth? And um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Boy, I would love to get back into a dark room someday. Um, you know, I had dreams of that, uh, you know, but we don't even have basements in, in <laughs> True, right. You have to like turn a closet into a dark room or something. Yeah, and that closet is like something else out here. You know, it's mm. the square footage valuation. Uh, yeah, a dark room is very much uh, uh, like a a stretch goal of stretch goals. Speaking of dark room, we read uh, the dark room, your your graphic novel uh, on the AIPT Comics uh, book club um, via our patron, and uh, we all loved it. And we're like, when are we getting the next one? Oh, we're just, I just got about a half dozen more inks from Scott. Oh, we're, sweet. The goal, I hope, is we'll do a hardcover for three years straight and see where we are. We're having so much fun. Cool. Yeah, it is a blast. I love the uh, the witch under the water. So cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you dig it. We're doing more weird under, underwater stuff and. Nice. Um, you know, that that was really um, it started. Uh, I, I think it was um, remains um, for me a little experimental. We, I was introduced to Scott, um, and Scott had never done comics, and I had never said yes to anyone. You know, my my warning going in: I'll look at anybody's work, and then I'll very politely and and I hope um, encouragingly say <laughs> now you have to draw a thousand pages out of you in order to, right. to be ready to go Scott was ready to go and so nice. we um, you know we're finding that gear together and we we started cooking this world and I, I'm glad you dig it uh, it did real well um, we're we're gonna do more um, and it's it's been a real joy to be able to throw out some really crazy stuff to Scott you know he really is this um, Michelangelo. F for those of you that don't know, it's Scott uh, Bon Cristiano. Um, he's going to be your new favorite artist. Mm -hmm. He he uh, is, you know, he 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 really is the, the like draws beautiful dead weird stuff. Nobody does it better. He's very um, naturalistic in terms of like and 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 will do really experimental things. I think now that he's got that one comic under his belt. I think you'll really be blown away by some of the stuff that he's trying in in the second one that uh holy smoke it's going to um it be even better. They always say uh you know writing is a solitary thing and of course comics is collaborative. But then photography is also kind of solitary in that you have the camera obscuring your face, disconnecting you from reality on some scale as you try to get the aperture right and and the and, the, and you know the uh, focus what motivates you to put yourself out there with your photography and your comics writing, even though these acts are very solitary? I, I, yeah, I, I, the real answer is I, I'm not 100% sure. You know, the, the, the goal, at least with the writing, was to have fun so yeah. that artists would have fun so that hopefully the readers would have fun. And then as I sort of conquered that a little bit, um, you know, the 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 impulse to like stretch other muscles and use other muscles um happened pretty quickly so you know we did a a comedy brian and i and with uh rick remender called the last christmas mm. 
and it was five years at that point, even trying to get in at Marvel, um, you know, even with a, you know, a writing partner like Brian, who came from film, film and TV, there's um, never a great way into comics. Your, your most um, reliable way into comics is to make comics and then let, mm -hmm. let the folks that would hire you to make it for them find you. Um, I, I still think that's true. So you really do need to go out and do creator-owned material mm -hmm. one way or the other. And, um, you know, the 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 photos, I, you know, I don't know um, exactly the, the, the impulse to do it other than um, it remains a pretty interesting and safe and secure way to time travel. It's our only way to really look back on all this stuff. And I, I think I've always been aware that life is change. And I don't really ruminate much on the past, but I, I do really like revisiting places that I've photographed. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the real, that's the real loss there about those 90s Boston photos is Boston does not look like that anymore. Oh, sure, yeah. Older cars too, I'm sure. O o older everything you know <laughs> when i was there the combat zone was real dangerous you know emerson was right on the edge it was very much an urban campus and and a different place you know i was in a, a, a like a essentially a haunted dorm that used right. to be a welfare hotel oh wow um and you know this like built i think in the late 1800s called charles gate east and so there's a little bit of a fraternity of of Emerson people that 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 lived there um that all remember vaguely supernatural experiences of some some kind or another. Um I even had a, a very strange night in that place that I we couldn't explain. Do you believe in ghosts, Jerry? I I really don't, but I don't know how to explain some of the stuff that went on in in that old building other than you go it's an old building probably filled with rats. But like the the my roommate and I woke up one night and the the whole room mm -hmm. was filled with a cold mist. Like it wasn't yeah. a radiator mist. Yeah. It was literally a, a cold mist. And when we walked out into the hallway, it was warm. It was so strange. What yeah, like weird weather phenomenon in a building is uh, you know, like a like a <laughs> Red that's, alert. Not, that's for outside not inside yeah it we'll is yeah, yeah get out of here fog <laughs> it, it 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 is now a fancy condo so oh, I, I do wonder if having been fixed up if mm. if uh if fewer Some cleansed of spirits fewer weird things will will happen well speaking of you know halloween vibes you've, you have halloween party coming out october 12th with brian posein and scott koblish why must scott mctierman uh, why must the story continue uh, from his 420 special? I, you know, what's so funny is um, he's he's this idealized 80s action dumb guy hero, yeah. and also is a comic book character. So yeah. we actually the what's funny about this is um, I think it has a very fun, funny premise. It's how the Halloween comic is very much about how. Uh, the horror monsters are having a very difficult time doing their job in 2022 America. So we have a murder clown called um, Squishles, the haiku clown, 
and he peeks <laughs> I'm already laughing. Yeah, and there he has these two little sidekicks called Stabbits. Uh-huh. And he, oh, that's awesome. I'm just gonna spoil the first scene. Right? <laughs> like, he just, you know, it's time to come out and do a murder and do a little dance and stabby stab. And nice um, before he can make his move, you know, an, an incel with a machine gun shoots up the place and his stabbits are killed and oh. there's a panic and he's trampled and he ends up going to the monster mash and everyone there is really bumming out. You know, all of our monsters, you know, there's there's one guy that's been reliably seeing a woman for many years and scaring the shit out of her. And, uh, you know, she has long COVID now and gets winded taking shits. And so <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't care about monsters anymore. And and it's very much sort of can the monsters team up and go after the real monsters in society. And mm-hmm. uh, okay. so that one's been fun. And Scotch nice. is a delightful dumb guy to roll into it. So we have more Scotch McTiernan. We have more weed um, we uh, obviously have a lot of monsters and some scary, funny shit. Um, and then we, I, you know, I'm doing a Christmas, uh, the Christmas party right now. And this will all be collected next year at Image. But oh, nice. the Christmas party is very funny because I needed Christmas ghosts. And then I realized, well, Scotch is a comic book character. He must have been dead and alive at different times. So mm. he also then is playing one of our Christmas ghosts. So Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's very dumb. It's very fun. It's very Deadpool in its energy, but it's um, you know I I do like that we are um, punching up and not down with our right. target. Brian Scott and um, Joe Troman were on the show in March, and uh, I think Brian uh, is the first guest ever to eat nachos in the middle of an interview. Not at the <laughs> beginning. Somehow he pulled out the nachos mid. And uh, he was just having a blast. It was a lot of that's, fun. That's really, really great. <laughs> um, you have uh, Iron Man coming up in December, which I'd yeah. be remiss not to ask about with uh, Juan Frigeri. Uh How long has this project been in the works? Um, a, a pretty long while. Um, I didn't, you know, I, 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 I'm pretty good at, at spinning different plates uh, and, and have over the years done several um, different things at Marvel. It is a lot easier to not be doing team books. Um, There was a moment um, that I was really stressful. Luckily the work didn't show this, but I was on Savage Avengers. I was on X-Men cable stealth team book. That was really all the Summerses and Deadpool and Strife and cable and the Cuckoos and Emma. So that was like when my brain was just leaking out of my head. I bet. Um, Cause Savage Avengers also had a cast of thousands and you know, the most important gig was X-Men. So actually just concentrating on X-Men and doing what I needed to do there. And I'm, I'm really, I outlined, uh, I, I'm, uh, I, I usually um, very tightly outline. And so I'm in a very good place um in both those books because the the you know i pitched uh, an iron man story that had a beginning a middle and an end and it was approved and um i'm giving him something that i know how to make tony stark i don't know how to make um armors but mm-hmm. he is going to be working on his autobiography so we'll be able to 
um, jump around in time. Oh, um, cool. you know, I'm such a fan of the silver centurion armor that I, uh, you know, and Deadpool readers will sort of um, recognize the trick where mm-hmm. we're not just building continuity into the future. We're actually using flashbacks. Um, I think with some regularity to be able to tell, um, you know, a story in both directions mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I just am finishing up this weekend the um, end of the first trade of the scripting portion of it. And uh, I'm really, really happy with how um, there are a lot of oh shit moments along the way, first arc. And by the the time you get to the end of uh, issue five, you're really gonna um, need to, you know, buckle into a six point harness because we're gonna do a, a big wild ride. And the fun thing too about that, it's a different muscle group. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the the doing a solo book is a lot um a lot easier to to manage than um using your team book brain. Since you're playing with the past, are there any story arcs that fans might read now to prepare for your arc? Well, you know, I'm inheriting a, a Iron Man uh from uh, Chris and I love Chris's run with Me too. His, his collaborators. It's been great. He brought some wild swings that like I did would not have imagined for mm-hmm. Tony Stark slash Iron Man and that have really hit for me. But I'm inheriting a very ground level Stark mm-hmm. and Iron Man. And I, I know that the 25th issue isn't out yet. So I'll, I'll be very cautious mm-hmm. about spoiling anything. But, um, you know, he is largely separated from his fortune and um you know i'm having a lot of fun with that Mm -hmm. and um you know i was a huge fan of armor wars growing up and uh even demon in a bottle um you know his struggles um both as a capitalist industrialist engineer and a superhero i think we're going to really stress him out (laughs) nice push him to his limits yeah you you mentioned you know the it's it's more difficult of course to be juggling a team book where there's multiple characters, so I'm curious between writing X Men and Iron Man coming up, do you have any methods to get into the right mindset to write these different books with different tones? Do you have like maybe a mood board or do you listen to certain types of music? I listen to a lot of um, soundtracks and I um, am very much will listen to what the impulse is. If I'm far enough ahead you know, I can let my um, brain pick that day unless Mm. there's about to be an artist waiting or an artist is late and I have to like split an issue or, you know, there's always um, like business or life or scheduling that would need to be accommodated. But if I'm far enough ahead, you know, like today was um, uh, an an Iron Man day um, and this afternoon might be an X-Men plan. I do not sit in front of the machine if it's not there and look at the cursor blinking on the but <laughs> you know there's other things to do you know i i haven't there's there's years of shows like i finally am caught up on atlanta except for the season you know the, you go away you you do something else you think about something else you take a walk you take a nap and then you follow the impulse that you have and I write everything down. I shoot messages to myself. I take voice memos. There have been things um, that have happened for me where I'm like, boy, you know, unconscious brain Jerry is really good at this. Like I would never <laughs> have thought of this, but thank God. 
Um, you know, that, that you had this shower thought or whatever, and you tell Siri to take a, a note, um, you know, that because there, I've had ideas, right. That are like one sentence, you can write the sentence down. What that idea though is could be five trades, could be a new story, could be sure. a new book could Unpack be it. story. Yes. It's just, you know, some sentences are worth more than others. And um, on those days, I find I have a lot of those thoughts. And then later you sort of go, okay, it's time to then, you know, you 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 designed this world from orbit. Now let's drill down and, okay, we got to do this neighborhood. Oh, it's time to build this one house. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the, I, I, at least that's, that's how I find is I don't mm-hmm. fight against what the brain wants to do. And I'm doing enough things that, that usually I can accommodate that. You're probably never bored with all that you do. I'm very, very lucky in that, you know, and, um, you know, the other reason that photography, maybe to bring it full circle, was interesting for me was once I was fortunate and privileged enough to be able to make a living at comic Mm -hmm. books, there is something that happens like I will always love them. But there is it's very difficult to turn off the part of your brain, the business brain, the writer brain, when you read a comic now. And you're mm-hmm. always looking to go, oh, where's the where's the turn? Where are my eyes being led that I, where's mm-hmm. what is it setting up? And, you know, for for me, photography never had that. I was never trying to monetize it. I was never trying to do anything other than just take cool photos. And that was why it was important because I was, um, again, using the, 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 the comic brain in a, in a different way. So, um, you know, I don't know if a Kickstarter spoils that or not. (laughs) I'm just trying to get the book made, but, right, uh, right. but yeah, so, um, I am very fortunate. I work with great collaborators, um, both in at Marvel, outside of Marvel for myself at image, you know, what, what a privilege it's been. And, uh, you know, I hope that, um, I hope that my collaborators have had as much fun as I have. It's tantalizing to know timing luck, uh, peers behind the curtain, you know, showing comics, creators, actors, and regular people behind this, this curtain we call life. Uh, so I was wondering if we could run through the Colbert questionnaire so that we can, we can, you can be known for our listeners uh, if you're not familiar, it's the late show where he asks some silly questions, some serious questions. Are you ready to play? Yeah, absolutely. Right, to start, best sandwich. The uh, there's a place in Pasadena. Um, actually, you know what? Really, the best sandwich that I've had recently was that uh, Mendocino Farms. It's a chicken that has um, like pine nuts or something, and then like mm-hmm. some. Uh, like it's not capicola, but it's something like capicola. It's on the Mendocino farms. That like I had that sandwich and was like, oh, I, why why can't I have that sandwich? <laughs> I'll take five, please, and put them in yes. the freezer. Yeah. What's one thing you own that you really should throw out? Um, I have some monochrome high top Nikes that I know are, um, you know, ready to go to the Elven lands, but it's very hard to say goodbye to them. Wow. Oh. Uh, apples or oranges? Uh, apples. Apples. Good answer. Good answer. What is the scariest animal? You know, again, I'm a writer, so I'm going to say man, mankind. But <laughs> um, 
I've also seen like mountain lions out on the street here. We live close to the traditional forest. So for pure sort of like getting ready to brown your own pants, that's always. Yeah. It's a, you don't know how they're going to react, right? Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? Oh yeah, sure. Um, Many times athletes, comic folks. Is there one that like you had to get and it's like the one you'd frame kind of thing? Uh, yes. Um, and I hesitate to to mention it, but I will because he's such a sweetheart. Um, Matt Groening will, mm. um, if, if he has a moment and it's the mood is correct and the vibe is right and um, will ask you Bart or Homer. And, you know, it's very much a Rorschach text. I just, I was like, Homer, I don't even know what I'm asking for. And Matt will, Matt drew me the greatest. Oh, wow. uh, so cool. Or, yeah, quick drawing with his name. And uh, that is when I told my son, I was like, if there's a fire, you better learn to get your out of the house because <laughs> I'm going to get this book and you're the secondary consideration. <laughs> That's funny. Well, this is a great follow-up question. Uh, what do you think happens when we die? I hope we get all the answers that we were missing and looking for in life. Um, I also just think that's the end. We don't get uh, we don't get a, a second thought. Mm. Favorite action movie? Um, right now, uh, it changes all the time, uh, but I'm going to go with uh, Fury Road as the one of the all timers. Nice. Uh, favorite smell. I really like the smell of a Christmas tree. Mm, yeah, brings back memories. Yeah, I don't know if that's quite exactly like a saying Douglas fir, mm, mm-hmm. but something like that. Least favorite smell? Uh, someone's turds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy one. Uh, exercise, is it worth it? Oh, very much. I'm, 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 I really took uh, the pandemic lockdown to heart. And I added some COVID weight, but I'm I'm chiseling away at it. So walking nice. everything. Uh, flat or sparkling? Sparkling. Mm-hmm. Most used app on your phone? Um, probably the messages. Is that an app on the phone? I guess. I guess. I suppose. Yeah. Or Slack or Discord, something like that. Yeah, all that stuff is work. You know, I'm in a bunch of like group threads now, and that's that's where all the the comedy seems to go. You get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? Oh my gosh. Just one. <laughs> Just uh, one. I, I guess Paranoid Android because it's like several songs in one. Mm. Uh, what the, number? It's oh, an army knife of, of songs. It really is. Yeah. So emotional. Um, yeah. What number am I thinking of? 24. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm throwing this one in. Why is Jean Grey such an important character in comics? Well, she's really done it all. And, um, you know, that's what she's there to impart now. If you're going to have someone who is going to um, prepare the next generation of X-Men for being the next Jean Grey's, it's got to be Jean Grey. I'm not really interested in the in the Charles. Um, you know, Charles did his job. Now it's mm-hmm. there. Nice. And final question. Describe the, le- the rest of your life in five words. Hopefully 
a lot of fun, dear. <laughs> Perfect. Five. You got all five in there. Very nice. Very nice, Jerry. Well, uh, timing uh, luck is now on Kickstarter. You only have 11 more days to back it. Please do. It's a fantastic uh, representation of all of your photography, but also you're doing like extra work with the materials and stuff. I think people, people really dig it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. And if you're at New York Comic Con, come say hi. I'm going to be hand selling the book with QR codes. I'm going to be signing in awesome. Artist Alley. And then I'm also going to be doing a pop-up on October 6th uh, in Manhattan uh, with some of my photos up in a pub. Uh, oh, so cool. uh, if you're around, come come see me. I don't recommend following me on Twitter, but that's where all the updates will be. Sorry. Do you have a booth number yet for where you'll be? Oh, I'm, I don't, but I'll be at uh, a group called Comic Sketch Art in Artist oh, Alley. Uh, and I'll, I'll post some signing times. So Sweet. I hope you all, I hope everyone's safe. Forgive me, I'll be masked up like I'm uh, uh, in. I'm, I'm going to be cosplaying the 12 monkeys. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a great movie. <laughs> it's really, it really is. I never well, wanted to live in it, but I did really. No, no. Yeah, Terry Gilliam, that was one of his best, best films, I'd say. Uh, I completely agree. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for being on the APT Comics podcast. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for talking about the book and the comics. And I hope you are all well. Um, I'll see you out there. 